This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Hello, 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 and this is Jackie Groundsell at 1230 The Women's Company. Lunchtime networking for women, but of course we're past lunchtime now, except one of my guests has obviously got the lunches, so she's... I didn't get that memo. <laughs> Sitting there having a nap. So, I've got three super guests today for you um, who will introduce themselves as we go along, which is great. Um, we've got a slight change in format of the show for our regular listeners where my guests bring their choice of music into the show um, because by the end of this week we will have ta-da, podcasts. And for the podcasts, I need to be able to take the music out. So what I'm going to do is to update you with a little bit of news, going to have some music, and then you're going to get my guests. So are you sitting comfortably, pen and paper handy? Tomorrow is Bexley and Sidcup, 12.30 as you might imagine. That's at Ferraris in Bexley. And then on Wednesday... We've got radio, haven't we? So why don't we have TV as well? So we've got online on Wednesday. And on Thursday is the Thanet meeting in Birchington with CatWeb. So do have a look on the website. It's all the W's, one, two, three, zero. To think about that. Why did I have to think about that? That's daft, isn't it? Okay, all the W's, one, two, three, zero, dot co, dot UK. And then if you look at calendar, you'll find that podcast is, is the link is there already, but nothing there at the moment. But if you go to calendar, you'll find all the details there. Now, on Thursday, last Thursday, we had Severina at the Orpington meeting sharing her super tips with us on Pinterest. So, of course, to follow that up, we had to have Canva. So Canva is coming on the 3rd of November. So that's where we are at the moment. So I'm just checking I've given you all the news. Oh, no, a bit more news. One of my guests is Jenny Hallam, who you'll hear from in the moment. And she's going to be doing some vision boards for us at the Bromley meeting on, I can't remember the date, 19th of November, 19th of November isn't it? Jenny's nodding at me, so that's okay. Sam, who's here, Delog. You'll get the correct pronunciation in a moment. Um, Sam is going to be doing reels for us, which is going to be super. And our Christmas party is in the Hippodrome, Leicester Square, on the 17th of November. So, oh, and the other thing to tell you is that on the 19th of November... We've got the Sidcup, I say we, because I'm having a stand there and I'm doing the speed networking. Sidcup Business Day, which is the Business Improvement District, they're running a business day uh, there. So do check that out and I'll be there. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. So we are now back into the studio and over to my lovely guests. So I am going to put their microphones on now and so they'll get all... We've been dancing in the studio from the music that we had here earlier. Good job there's no cameras in here, at least I don't think there are. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have Sam. Hello. 
your surname is? Delakia. Thank you. <laughs> and Jenny. Jenny Harrowite. Um, and Sonia Brown will be cho- joining us um, via airwaves rather than actually being in the studio. Yeah, look, just a sort of so a thing, I know um, we've got topics that we were going to talk about, if you like, in that sense, um, because they're going to introduce themselves in a moment. But I want to throw this idea to you and to our listeners as well, that I saw a headline in the newspaper today that career women are choosing careers over actually having children. So think about that one just for a minute. And Sam, please do introduce yourself and share with our listeners who you are, where you're based, what you do, and then we'll go to Jenny and then we'll have a bit of a discussion around all that stuff. I'm itching to get into conversation about that. (laughs) 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 Um, Hi everyone, I'm Samantha Delakia, I am the founder of SPD Tuition and Coaching, Um, started off as a tutoring company because I have a background in education, Um, but when I decided to... um, break into the coaching world, I started to do a little bit more work with children and parents and practitioners from a confidence um, perspective, I guess, and the outcome was incredible for adults and children, which Jenny and I were were nattering away about. Um, So I now work with practitioners, parents and children directly to build confidence in communication, um, and I go into schools, I work with teachers and staff to support their well-being um, and also to teach them different skills and strategies that they can use with the children um, and for themselves of course outside of, of the workplace. So a whole host of things all about making sure that big humans and small can do it all. <laughs> I just created that on the spot and I'm I love that. to write that down. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, love, I love that big humans and small. Just a reminder that we're here at Love the Beat radio station based in Penge, which is South East London. Um, that is, again, if you're looking that up on the website, it's all the W's and it's L-O-V-E-D-A-B-E-A-T-R-A-D-I-O. UK. And great pleasure to hand over to my next guest, Jenny Hallam. Please, okay. Jenny, expand on who you are, what you do, etc. Yeah. Et so, yes, I am Jenny Hallam and I am the mindset designer. Um, so, I use a whole range of skills um, to help people design the way they create their lives, design their mindset, because the way you think about things is what you end up getting. Um, and I do this uh, from a background of having redesigned my own life. I was also a teacher. <laughs> and I. There's a theme here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there is. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a whole story about how it happened, but I did redesign my own life. Um, and I'm continuing to do that. I, I, I work in sort of two main areas. I work with people who are going through big changes in their careers, uh, especially when people have been made redundant. So, because that's a a major life shift that can seem very negative um, and actually can be a wonderful opportunity. Um, And I work doing well-being work in businesses, but also very much with women, thinking about women, because women don't look after themselves enough. 
and I'm, I'm also itching to talk about this topic so I think that's what comes into it women don't put themselves first enough they're so busy looking after everybody else so um, yeah my passion is getting women to do just that put themselves first create their mindset and create the life they deserve brilliant brilliant isn't it interesting two quote unquote coaches hugely different apart from anything else very different personalities very different backgrounds and everything jenny you touched on what made you change direction could you expand on that for us yes i will um so i was one of those women i was uh the, the classic you know i was working in education knowing that it wasn't right for me anymore but I was keeping on doing it because we had a mortgage to pay because I needed to keep my son at school because 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 and I was getting more and more miserable um, and in my case that actually impacted my immunity and I ended up really seriously ill I ended up being in hospital for three months actually um, and it was that it was like the universe needed to do ever that there's a to sign, me Jenny. yes if ever there's a sign exactly that's what it was it was the universe sort of saying to me actually you really need to stop and take stock and um yeah so while i was there stuck in hospital with the possibility of not being able to walk again oh um goodness. i read a book that said what would you do if you had a million pounds now this was back in the noughties where a million pounds was enough to be quite life-changing and um, I dreamt up the idea of running retreats on a Greek island for women um, and I wrote all about it and I told my friends about it and they all said oh that's coaching Jenny and that's what you've always done for us and we often wondered why you didn't and I'm thinking <laughs> why didn't you say something to me um, but it was the beginning it was the realization that that was what I wanted to do and yes I did want to run retreats ideally on a Greek island but what I really wanted to do was to make a difference to other women and there's been a, a fascinating a, a novel of <laughs> adventures since then that's led, led me into the career coaching and so on and so forth but ultimately it was just that finding out what I wanted to do and then nobody gave me a million pounds but I've made it happen because what it was was about making that mindset shift of I can, I can leave the classroom, I can do something else, I can create the life I want and I like to think I have because um, I'm now running retreats. Yeah, well, you must, uh, I know you've got something in the pipeline, so you must tell us about that in a moment. Um, just, just to add that um, the choice of Albatross was actually Jenny's choice because she said to me it made her feel like she was sitting on a Greek beach and all right. wafting around in, in, the, in the studio, just, you know, co coming from a little bit of rock and roll and then we were albatrossing between us. Joining her on the Greek beach. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. we were, absolutely were. And the sun's beaming down on us here in sunny Penge. So thank you, Jenny, for that. And um, is there anything, any little gaps you want to fill in about yourselves at the moment? Or shall we go straight in and get discussing women and careers and children? Well, I'm happy to go straight in. Yeah, let's go yeah. in and let's discuss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> over, over to you guys, then. <laughs> I think this is a great one. It's such a good topic to, to jump in with. Mm. Um, I don't know about you, Jenny, but when you were saying about, you know, the choice that women have between, you know, do they want a career or do they want children? It just kind of 
there's a little bit of it that just makes your blood boil, doesn't it? Because you just think, why is that a choice? Why do we have to have one or the other? Or why do we think? Mm. I'm going to reframe that, Jenny. <laughs> <coughs> yes, why, why do we, do we think that we have to have one or the other? I think it's such a, an interesting one. I think it's interesting when we sort of um, just very loosely talking about it before we went live. It was the fact, well, where's this information come from? Mm. Who says mm. that is so? Yeah. Um, I, I took a shot of the um, newspaper article, but it's actually not clear enough to pick up the rest of the copy. Um, but yeah, who who says? Yeah. Who says? Is it women? I, have you come across any women who are finding that themselves? Well, I've come across women who are really struggling with doing both, mm. and I think that that's part of what it's about. And, and what a lot of this comes back to is that it's still the case um, that when women do have children, they end up with the majority of the responsibility for those children. I think COVID was a brilliant example of that, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, because the... Um, sorry, Jenny, I mean, to, it just sort of occurred to me that COVID really, everything poured into the women and the children because yeah. the home base was where they had, the children were schooled and predominantly it was mum. Okay, I know there are some dads who have that role at home um, and the wife goes out and is the breadwinner in that sense. But generally speaking, it's a male domination in that sense. So they were cooking. They were washing, they were doing the children, they were doing everything else, and they were running a business. Or they'd got a high-flying career. Mm. Um, and, you know, the wonders of Zoom and Team were absolutely great, but not everybody has a home that can accommodate a quiet place somewhere. So who who took the lead role on having that quiet quiet place? Mm. Um, and that, that was emerging um, from a lot of the conversations I had. With women who, uh, as you say, they're women running businesses, they're women with, you know, quite high-powered jobs, and yet it was a, it was for them, it was that juggle of, I've got to fit in, I've got to, you know, teach the children yeah. and do my job. Mm. I've got to, you know, keep the kids happy, keep the kids occupied. So mm. I think some of those experiences have probably filtered through and maybe... You know, people who haven't had children yet have heard those stories and thought, um, oh, you know, I I don't want that. I don't yeah. want that to happen or to me. Or they've seen other people doing it and thinking, gosh, that looks terribly hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's put them off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I think some mm. of it may also come back to how competitive um, yeah. the career ladder is and seeing what happens to other women in the workplace when they get pregnant mm. because yeah. it does still happen yeah. the discrimination yeah. and when you take time off work and how you then disappear from other people's consciousness and yeah. so on so yeah. I think there's a there's a lot of history that comes into this yeah. I was trying yeah. to find some stats actually um, a couple of you know a couple of days prior um, and I couldn't find anything pre-COVID, and what was around was all America-based, um, USA-based. So I haven't got any sort of stats on any of that. I don't know if you've been looking at anything lately, either of you. No, it's not an area that I've been kind of looking into. Mm. But I definitely think, I mean, certainly talking to 
the parents that I work with. So I do um, 316 mum life coaching as part of the parent support that I do, um, that I offer. And s certainly speaking to the mums, as you said, Jenny, that are trying to do it all, you know, they, they do feel that there is that, I suppose, that need to be one person at work, one person at home, one person with their, you know, their parents, one person with this, and, and you know, that kind of, that conflict within themselves, with their identity, and then, you know, that fear of letting one element drop, or, you know, letting someone down, um, is certainly something that I work with a lot when it comes to kind of, you know, that, that life coaching side of things, and I think that society as we know it you know it's constantly changing but it's it's you know micro changes and it's just step mm. by step mm. um and i think that when it comes to the aspect of having your having your children at home but also wanting that fulfillment of having that career and having that role and that's not to say that that you know as you you were talking about earlier jenny you know wanting that pivot we can absolutely choose that but I think it's a massive difference when you are choosing it consciously and because of reasons that you have decided on purpose with you know, deliberation versus what you think you need or have to do. And we, you know, I'm sure you do a lot of this as well. When we use words like need and have to, it's such an energy drain for mm. our mindset and our body and everything that we are putting into all of those juggling balls then actually every time it kind of chips away <laughs> a little yeah. bit of confidence within your identity that that leads to you not being able to do it all because ultimately you think you can't because you have to do this, you need to do that and what about this, you know. Um, so I do think it's a yeah. it's an ongoing work in progress, should we say. Um. <laughs> I think you touched on something as well which didn't come into the original topic, if you like, in that sense, and that's parents. Mm. Sadly, I've lost both mine, but I know that you know but women get so squeezed don't they yeah and it's it's yeah. either end of the day either children or parents and sort of fitting it all in and and i know with my mum and dad who lived fairly who did live fairly local to me um thinking about it you think well i should have done it that way i should have, you, i mean you're always sort of beating yourself up aren't you in a way um but there's different ways and, and it's managing that situation at the time isn't it and when you've got children and and maybe your husband or your partner is away a lot disregarding covid and you're sort of managing everything as well so it is interesting isn't it and i know there was a period of time where women were having their children older you know they were waiting to mid-30s yeah. rather than perhaps mid-20s almost which seems incredibly young I mean, my, one of my granddaughters it will be 30 um, and we should be 30 next March June, next June um, and I think I look at her and I think She's very streetwise, and she's ever so lovely, and she's done, she's just gone, um, got, um, progressed up the ladder to a managerial role in a new job, so she's, you know, she's doing really well. But I look at, as they get older, the grandchildren, and I suppose it's because as I get older as well, you view things in a very different way, and you think, I was 24 when I was first married, and I had my first child. 24? Mm. Crackers, yeah. really times were different weren't they I think so and I, I think that it's good in a way that the mm. 
there's been a shift and I think more more women are choosing mm. to have children later. It's a but good that point, that word. That word yeah, is very right. good. Yeah, mm. but um, that may also influence the choice not to have children at all because by the time you get, for, you know, for people who are climbing the career ladder, maybe by the time you get to, you know, 33, 34, and your career is really blossoming, perhaps at that point it seems it's too not much. The right time. It's not, it's the, not right the right time. time. It's not, it's the, not right the right time. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also, can I, can I do the thing? Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's that thing, it's, it's what you said. It's what you're saying to yourself in your head. So if you're saying to yourself in your head, if I have children, I won't be able to climb further up the ladder. You know, how, how will I, I won't be able to cope with oh, the pressures cope, cope yes, yes. Yeah. so I therefore it's it, it's that choice that comes from um, forcing it, you know you're forcing yourself to have to make a choice that's what I'm saying when it doesn't have to be a choice necessarily but it's how you perceive it it's what you believe it's going to be like um, yeah, yeah so a, it's a really interesting Thing. I love that. Do you know, yesterday, so it was my nan's, it's not my nan's birthday this week, and yesterday we, I had a dinner, so I had my mum, me, my nan, and my son, and we, you know, so all of our generations there, and on the way there, then my mum met us at the restaurant, and I picked up my nan, and um, on the way to the restaurant, I've got Hunter, my, my two and a half year old, screaming at me in the back, well actually, well not me, screaming at my, my nan, because we bought her a balloon, so he was, you know, letting the cat out of the bag, <laughs> as you like, and telling her all about it, but she's none the wiser, because she can't hear a thing, so she's going, what, what's he saying, you know, shouting, it, and it was just an absolute, you know, when you just think, sit there and you just laugh inside, because, you know, juggling kind of my man who's, who will be 96 tomorrow, which is very exciting, and my toddler kind of having this conversation, which was just really quite yeah. funny, um, and I just think, you know, Happy birthday to Sam's Nan was yes, our music, isn't it? But I do think it, it it does give you a bit of a, a shift in perspective, doesn't it? You know, you can you can absolutely have whatever you want to have, um, and I think that you know, I when I changed my career, it wasn't because I felt that I couldn't go higher in what I was doing before. It was just that it didn't fit what I wanted to yeah, create. That's it. Um, and I think that. That's when I think about the words of, of you know choosing and, and, and coping. It's it's not necessarily about kind of for me what what can you manage. It's about what do you want to manage. Absolutely. What do you want mm, on your yeah. plate? You know, mm. do you want to? I mean, I was a, a, a consultant in education, and I was going you know, all across London, Kent, Surrey. So there's a lot of travel. Um, could I have done it and put my little one in you know wrap round care? Yes, I absolutely could have done, and I would have been just as equally committed and done all of the things because that's what I would have wanted. Did I want to? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, it came round and that's not what I chose to do. I didn't want to do that. And I think that's okay to have that choice. You know, some parents, or mums particularly, are thinking, right, okay, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to create the solutions in order to make that happen. And other parents would think, well, you know, actually, I loved that role, but now everything's shifted within me and my desires and my ideas of what I want around me has changed what fits my identity now what that's what do it. I want to to yeah. make happen you know and I think that that's what we want to focus on when it when we look at you know do we have children or not in in those high-flying jobs and those really kind of you know I think time-consuming careers um 
not necessarily is kind of a yes or a no, but does it fit what I want to create yeah, and who you I want, want to be? And, and you're be, right yeah. that that does change, mm. and it's it's one of the joys actually I think yes. of um, growing older is that being able to look back and see how you've changed yeah. and, and what you've wanted how it's shifted mm. um, uh, and and celebrate that but you know for, for me I think you know one of the messages I want to get out there to everybody um, but especially to women is ask yourself does this give me joy Yes. Do I love it? Bit of Marie Kondo. Yeah. Does it give me <laughs> joy? Uh, and do I love it? And, and am I excited by it? Mm. Because if you're looking at your life and there's nothing much in it that feels like that, then you need change. Um, and you know, so, sometimes I think that perhaps some of these women who are making that choice, it isn't that the idea of motherhood doesn't bring them joy. But what's worrying them is that they won't be able to enjoy it mm. because of the pressures that, that it may, may create mm. within the career. Mm. Um, but I think ultimately it's, it's that coming back to yourself. And we are actually very good at knowing what we want if we listen to the inner self. If you listen to your instincts and your natural reactions to things, then you will know what you want. They're usually spot on, aren't they? They're usually spot on. <laughs> it's your gut. Yeah, yeah it really but gut, it's often it? surprising because it may not be what you're thinking mm. it is. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's why I think it's a great idea, especially for women, to get away and focus in on themselves mm. so that they can tap into that. Yeah. And say, what, what am I actually saying to myself? What am I really saying to myself? Not what I think I ought to say. Mm. Or that leads into. Oh yes, it does. Doesn't it? <laughs> very good. Yeah, beautiful. Very good. It was a great opening slide. the door there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just happened to know. Airborne engine. No, because it is. It's very, very fundamental to to what I believe, and and in that original design of the retreats on the Greek island. Um, what I was designing was a place where women could get away from all their pressures of everyday life. All their um, shoulds. They're all their shoulds and musts. Because <laughs> <and laughs> down the road in a retreat, it's not enough, is it? Because you're too easily accessible. No. So it needs to be far enough away from home that you, um, you have escaped. Uh, it doesn't need to be on a Greek island, as I will point out in a minute. But, I, mean, I think but it always should be on a Greek well, island. Well, I do, An yes. island somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to but, be on an island. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's in that space and, and just being able to focus completely on yourself, but doing it, it, it at a time when um, you can share it with other women. So you've got... It, it's, I think it's so empowering to share things with others. It's mm. like the sister's idea. Mm. And also where you're being looked after, so you don't have to do anything. Mm. None of the staff, you know, none of the cooking or <laughs> anything else. You, you're just chilling. So, yes, and so I am running a retreat, and no, it's not on a Greek island. Um, <laughs> but it is in a very beautiful place. Um, it's a... Uh, country estate and award-winning country estate called Fair Oak Farm in Mayfield which is on the borders of Kent and Sussex and it's 12 acres of gorgeousness. Mm. Um, the 
the retreat centre, it, it's an old farmhouse and they also have um, eco-lodge tree houses. Amazing. So uh, some of the rooms are up there in the trees. Um, yeah, Thank it's you. absolutely gorgeous. We have a yoga lawn. I'm running the retreats with a wonderful um, friend of mine called Sally Rutland, who is a fitness coach um, and is the most <coughs> energising human I know. <laughs> but we're both completely passionate about helping women to live the lives they deserve. Uh, yeah, so this is a two... Well, it's a three-day retreat, really. It's 16th to 19th of June, 2023. Um, and it'll be... Awesome. Awesome! Well, it will be awesome. <laughs> it'll be awesome. But it'll be um, t a total time-for-you experience. So there'll be um, lots of lovely fitness classes with Sally. We have a lovely massage therapist, too, a lady called Annie Abs, who's coming, and is so everyone will get... Um, individually designed massage treatments from her and um, I'm going to be doing mindset work <laughs> to help people find out what they really want to do and have and be mm. and create the mindset to, to go and start making that happen when they get home and I think it's important here to say that this is not about everybody wanting to completely change their life because lots of us have lots of wonderful stuff in our lives that we want to keep but it may just be finding that one thing that you really want to shift and you're not shifting um, and what you can do differently so you know it's about having a wonderful time and um and loving yourself sounds fabulous doesn't it sounds really fabulous i think there's definitely a connection when you go into nature yeah. No, as you were talking about the, the, the trees and the, yeah. the lawn and things, there's definitely, I mean, I do a walk and talk service, which is, you know, not quite as um, extravagant as, as taking some time, you know, in a retreat. Yeah. I love this. I'm definitely going to sign myself up. <laughs> but I think that if there is a, a real draw for yourself when it comes to nature. You can really draw out what you are really needing because you're blocking out the noise yeah. of externally and I think that's such an important part of you know, the retreats or the walks or whatever yeah. it is that you're doing for yourself I think that kind of being away from I mean especially if it's away from the familiar because yeah. obviously when you're totally. and that, able that's to break free from the box it helps yeah <laughs> that's that's why we chose this venue because although it's only an hour away from London mm. um it's 12 acres of peace and quiet and yeah. countryside and they have peacocks and llamas and sheep <laughs> and just beautiful views all around so you're you're enclosed in in nature and um, yeah I think just sometimes it's just that walk in the trees that helps you shift it may not be anything that anyone says or anyone does it's just that moment where you get in touch with yourself so environment's so important yeah thank you for that um we've got 10 minutes before our adverts kick in and i'd like to just touch on a little of what you're working with at the moment mm. sam yeah. um, and we can come back to it after the adverts and sonia brown mbe will be joining us as well at three um but what's your focus on particularly at the moment while you're 
working with the children and the families? So at the moment my focus is, is all around, um, I suppose, anti-bullying week because that comes up in November um, right. and I am always really busy with the, the work I have for children. Um, we are fully booked endlessly which is amazing but I just wish I could help every single child. Um, and the workshops, oh sorry Jenny, um, the workshops that we will be running for Anti-Bullying Week and the help that we're doing for families um, with that is really about making sure that children have internal skill sets to draw upon when they are experiencing um, those sorts of situations, those struggles and of course we work with the families of children that are on both sides of the, the bullying table if you like and the children that are the, the you know the bullies and I use air quotes for that um, and the children who are the, the victims and again those air quotes because I think both sets of families both children um, need to have that support in place because most of our well in fact all of our action comes from an emotion so if your child is bullying another child or is you know constantly kind of taking out their emotion on another another human being whether that's you or another child um, it comes from an emotion that they're having so I teach children about their thoughts their emotions um, the actions that they're then driving and then the results that they get um, and we do that through workshops, we do that through um, family packages and programs where we teach the parents the same thing so that they then can really support their children when they see this kind of, I suppose, opening up and, and the children's behaviour shifting. Mm -hmm. um, I always say that behaviour is just a form of communication. We just don't really see it like that enough of the time. Um, so it's about really helping parents to understand what they're seeing why they might be seeing it and giving them the tools that they need in order to to support their children through it mm. um, a lot of the time we go straight to punishment or discipline both for ourselves as you were mm. saying with that you know that, that whipping stick um, and and for our children as well we look at you know what they're doing wrong and and how do we rectify it but actually it's not necessarily that they're doing something wrong it's just that they are a human being with their humanness yeah. <laughs> um, and we just need to work with that and, and support them through the processing of the emotions that they're having and of course some of those emotions are caused through you know the thoughts that they're having and and they might be thoughts that they have and they can identify those thoughts but also they might be having thoughts that are underlying thoughts that they don't really understand that they're having and they're not noticing on a daily basis mm. um, so we're doing a lot of work at the moment with families and schools um, just to help that process and to really help children and, and adults to start to use what we know about the brain what we know about behavior and emotion um, in a useful way and there's so much out there, you know, I worked with a, a mum last week who was saying, you know, she spends so much time on Instagram, good old Instagram, you know, there's so much information and she just is overwhelmed by all the reels and all the, you know, the important information, which is amazing to put out into the world, you know, we all, we all want to share what we know, but ultimately it's about putting it into action. You know, and so mm. I've caught, you know, I, one of my things that I, I go through is a strategy session with parents and it's that taking what we know and what we sometimes think we know and creating an action plan, creating some strategies from what we know. And there's that old saying about, you know, um, oh, what was it that's um, knowledge being power? 
but I always say that that's such rubbish it's actually the application that is the power because you can know anything in the world and everything in the world and do nothing with it you and you're yeah. no better off yeah. um, so if you apply what you know you're going to get a result um, and that's what I've been really kind of working on with, with the families and the, the schools that I'm currently connected with so, so it's, it's, I mean that sounds amazing because I you know, I can see just how useful that is for everybody mm. involved in that scenario. Yeah. Um, so, is your work wholly with schools, or the, do the parents come to you indep independently, as it were, or how does that work? So, the schools can set up, so when I go into schools, I work with the practitioners, the teachers and the staff, um, and I work with the children. Some of the schools I work with then bring parents in, and we do kind of a coffee morning, or, you know, I run some parent workshops as well. Mm. Um, others, I do, parents kind of get in touch with me, and they'll just, you know, drop me an email, or what have you, and we'll go from there. Um, so a bit of both really, um, Jackie, depends on how they hear about me and, and how they want to move forward. The word gets out, yeah, mm. no, it's really useful. Yeah. I think it's really, um, before the adverts kick in, and obviously you can do this again later on, but how do people get hold of both of you? So Sam, how, how do people find out about you? I know you were talking about schools and parents and everything, mm. but if this that you know i can see parents sitting at the on, on the other end listening going yeah i really need to get hold yes. of them to talk to her how do they do that so you can find us on um line so you can just type in spd tuition and coaching s for sugar s for sugar yes p for peter i don't know the official um <laughs> the official <laughs> one so i just tend to make them up yeah. d for donkey this is where you work for children with which your last name yeah, yeah. Um, and then tuition and coaching um and spelt a n d um, so you'll go, go through to our website, which is currently actually being um, re redone. So um, it will look far, far more beautiful once it looks then, pretty beautiful my lady at the moment. has finished. Thank you. Um, that was all my hard work, but now I have someone else that's going to make it even better. <laughs> um, and then you can catch us on Instagram or Facebook as well, and that's just at SPD Tuition and Coaching, um, where we'll have lives and you know reels and all of the the usual social media fun. Uh, we are on Twitter, but I, I, I don't really do that much on Twitter. I must it's admit, interesting, it's not it? my favourite thing yeah. to go to. But I am on LinkedIn, so yeah. you will catch me That's on LinkedIn good. as well if you That's are good. kind of professional and, and yeah. you want to to reach out for, okay. for work for your Well, we'll give things. those out later on if people haven't got their pens and paper handy, which they should have, obviously. Um, <laughs> Unless you're driving. You're if you're driving, well, there is that. don't worry yeah. about all of this. <laughs> there is that. And, of course, you, our podcast will be available at the end of the week. Great. So, thank you, Sam. Jenny, well, how do people get hold of you? Um, so, my name is Jenny with an I, J-E-N-N-I. So, if you look up Jenny Hallam... Um, then and you find my website which is um, Jenny Hallam Coaching um, and all of my socials are Jenny, Jenny Hallam so basically look up Jenny Hallam and there I am um, but what I like to do best with people who are interested to find out more is to talk to them yes. so everywhere on my website on my socials is my phone number and what I'd like best is people to just give me a call. And, you know, I'm always happy to talk to people. I love talking, as you may have uh, gathered from this. <laughs> but really the best way to, to find out 
how to help someone is to talk to them, find it's out about their specific. It is <laughs> always said. Good to talk. <laughs> talk. Yeah, it's good to talk. So yes, you know, I mean, um, I'm always happy to answer people's questions and to tell them more about because there's a lot of different ways in which I work. Um, I do things individually. I run groups. I run workshops. I do things like you know the vision board workshops, etc. Um, so it, it's a case of what people need, and I work in businesses too, yeah. doing well-being stuff. I think it's so that lovely word, flexible, isn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah. In the case, but I do so. believe, and you know, one of the re the reasons well, for the mindset designer thing is that I do believe that we need to design around the people. People are not all the same, true. so yeah. you know, true. you all, you all need your own version. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. 
not only do I have the wonderful Jenny and Sam in the studio with me, we now have Sonia. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome, welcome to your listeners and your in-studio guests. I know. Thank you so much for coming in a little bit earlier. Um, Let's go. Um, Sam can now actually stay a bit longer, so we're going to have a really great conversation now, yeah. which is which is super duper. How are you, Sonia? And please introduce yourself. Yes, yeah, so uh, my name is Sonia Brown, MD, and I'm the founder of the National Black Women's Network, and then we have a subsidiary called Sister Talk, where all of the sisters come together and talk online. Um, also. I'm responsible for a number of networking forums, so we um, started Let's Talk Business, the Female BM and BME Business-led forum, the Connected Women's Network, um, so as you can, Inspirational Women's Super Summit, so as you can see, um, it's all about the networking. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been able to listen to the show so far? Yeah, I was listening to some of it today, um, so that whole conversation around women, um, you know, working from home and having children later, um, yeah, it, it was topical, um, I think because, you know, recently I did a blog about this and I was just saying around, you know, some of the things that the social impact of working from home, so although they feel, yes, it's, you know, I don't have to do the, the journey anyway, the train journey or anything like that. So that's good. But during lockdown, again, as they said, your um, guest said, it wasn't just doing work as well. It was actually doing, um, helping the children with the online school work. And what happens if you cannot afford to have somebody, a tutor to come in and help? So if you can afford that, that's fine. But you've got small businesses, especially the micro businesses, which was being run from home. Supposing there's only one computer in the house, mm. because a, tend, a lot of people tend to use their phones, because that's what um, the drive is now to get everyone on their smartphones. I mean, you just go in the shops and everyone's just tapping on their phones. Um, so the struggle is real, and I think that it's still new while we adapt to this working from home, because I think yesterday I saw um, a report where they were saying, they're going to, if they go to the four day a week that's working from home they're going to deduct their salary so you won't be on the same salary um, so they've got enough issues as women with um, pay, um, pay gap so can you imagine if this comes into play as well so it's, it's a complex um, situation and I think that it still needs some more research and um more investigation because I think if you look at different levels, not every woman can work from home um, and not every woman is in that position. So therefore, how does it impact her in terms of, you know, let's say you're running a cafe, which is quite interesting. So you have a cafe, the high street is literally being, uh, unless it's being gentrified, your high street's um, kind of being disseminated by just charity shops and fruit and veg stores. But what happens um, to that cafe if everyone's working from home? What happens to their footfall? Yeah, so absolutely. that was quite... Hmm? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, the impact is huge, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's funny because this is where we live, they're gentrifying the area, so, and they've knocked down our local petrol station to the annoyance of everyone to build more um, 
living space. And it's quite interesting. So there's a little cafe there. And now, but now they're having a booming trade because of the workmen there. Well, interesting you should say that because, as, well, as you all know, I live in Beckenham. And there was a very large um, block, office block, recently, where there were 800 people working. Okay? And opposite that block of 800 people, fabulous, lively, active, um, progressive parade there, all doing great trade. And and they, uh, well... It hasn't come through yet, but they are converting them in that block into flats. Yeah, so in that transition process, there's nobody from that block, whether they're residents or whether they're office workers or whatever. There's nobody from that block going into that parade. I mean, it does seem as if the parade is doing very well and they're being inventive. However, it's a different type of clientele, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm in, I don't know what Sam and Jenny think, but, you know, if they've got any comments about this. I think it's, um, hi Sonia, it's Sam. I think it's really yeah. interesting, actually, because I think that we're definitely seeing so much um, movement in the business world and how we tackle things, how we adapt. I mean, I certainly think that the last few years have shown people that there is always an element of, you know, change needed in some format or another. Um, For some it's been, you know, a horrific learning curve and and journey and for others, you know, some some companies have pivoted and grown through the adversity beautifully, you know, and, and, and come out the other end with something that they have been forced to create but are really proud of. Um, mm. And I think that the opportunities that are offered during this, you know, this change, and I think sometimes I don't know if you you think this as well, Jenny, in terms of mindset. I think sometimes when when change does happen, our first instinct is to think, okay, the Im- what's the negative impact going to be? What because our brain automatically goes into fear. Mode, you know? <laughs> We're like, oh my goodness, this is going to you know, do X, Y, and Z. How am I going to do this? How am I going to cope with that? Um, but I think that there's so many opportunities for for change and for growth. We mm. just haven't necessarily thought of it yet. Yeah. So although, you know, if you're thinking about that, that flat, you know, set of flats that are going up, that building work, mm. the opportunity there for those, you know, 800 people, um, you know, for that parade of shops, is is great in the meantime isn't it because they're they're having that influx it gives them enough time to think about what are they going what changes can they make for you know when the residents are there yeah Yeah, exactly exactly it's it's really put i mean and and again just coming back to beckenham sorry everybody else but (laughs) 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 there's a a fabulous um bistro down the other end of the high street who have, have got um an outside area which is great and then inside they've sort of catered for all that with their food and everything um, but what they've done they've opened up the back area with all this glorious weather that they've got a huge back area where um, they put all stones out there and lovely um, seating and everything and sort of like yacht sailing ship thingies um, over to protect people um, but it did cross my mind when the weather's not so good what's going to happen because it's quite exposed in that mm. sense but it's a, a, a really 
really huge area and I spoke to the waitress and I said what, what will you do and she said well I think we'll just close it but you know that needs a bit more thought yeah. because they capitalised on it for the moment with the really good weather um, and it really sort of comes back to the, to, the, to the thing where nobody so many people didn't think they'd ever take their businesses online did they mm-hmm. yeah yeah COVID, i know i hate keep using the word but it really did push people yeah. to be much more inventive about their businesses i think and i think this is something we can see historically oh you know, yes, i was reading a, a, a book um well I, I only read the book actually because i was listening to a podcast who spoke about the book <laughs> and oh, I, right. I best read this book and it was all about the basically the the struggle and the growth and the struggle and the growth and the struggle and the growth of humankind, you know, of, of, of every, every kind of, they were just talking about in this, in, and I can't remember the book off the top of my head, but they were basically talking about, you know, throughout history, there has always been something that was horrific that has created something that has been wonderful. Yeah. And then something horrific has happened again. Everyone has been yep. forced to change, you know, yes. has been forced to adapt or grow or, you know, you know, some sort of sacrifice has been made in terms of what people have had to give up versus what people gain, and then something has come from it. And I think that this is just, you know, part of, I suppose, I'm probably going a bit big here, but part of evolution, part of the, the, the proof that human beings are so much more capable than they even yeah. realise, yeah. um, and, yeah. and so, so much stronger than we give it's, ourselves credit for. It is yeah. evolution, you're right, yeah. and, and um, it reminds me of something that I, I call the lobster process. Oh. So you know um, lobsters, they are constantly outgrowing their shells, yes. Yes. So, they, you know, so they're growing and the shell gets too tight, and then they have to shed the shell which is yeah. a particularly oh. pleasant thing to have to do and grow a new one mm. and i think analogy. that that i, I exactly love using that analogy <laughs> yes, yeah i think it's what we we do we as do. human beings yeah. mm. we're, we're in the lobster process yeah. but what we're talking about here is the lobster pr- process of communities mm. and i think you know something that sonia said that's really important is um that it comes back to networking but you know we tend to think of a networking oh I'm going to a networking event but what networking really is is the connection yes. of people together mm. and community mm. is now more important than it's ever been mm. we need and you know if we're talking about Beckenham I'm also a Beckenham resident <laughs> just putting I, out there that I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we let you in you know Beckenham is a great community it, it has a wonderful feel to it mm. um, but we want to keep that going but that means it being adaptable and flexible to change um, so we've got to we, we, you know with the with the people in the flats um, you know how can the community actually gather those people in yeah. and invite them to be part of what's going on in their yeah. high street. But let me kind of interject there. When we talk about, you know, I agree with you about networking, but networking has changed, and I agree with you about community. And I think that when you look at small businesses, um, I think the challenge has been for them to, they're so busy being busy in their business, I don't believe they've really networked, and, they, and so they've they're outside of the policies and, and um, practices that are being um, dished out by local council. So, you know, um, so one of the struggles where I live is parking. 
there's absolutely nowhere to park. So it's easier. So what they've done is that, you know, the 20 miles an hour, um, the cycle lane, the widening of pavements, and you're like, well, how are people going to park? Where are they going to go? It's probably easy. It was easier to drive to Oxford than it is to find parking sometimes around where we are. And I think some of the time... Aren't you? North London? West London, West London. West London, Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the challenge that we have, I feel that sometimes as small business owners, do they really have a voice in terms of business? So if you think about working mothers, mothers running, let's say, I, I hate the least to say this, but you know, the lifestyle businesses. And remember, women's motivations for running businesses are very different from the men of running businesses or starting and running and growing businesses. Um, their motivations are very different. So sometimes the challenges of that balance, it's just as in each she's working, the balance of raising children, um, navigating that minefield, what happens when you've got things planned and if the teachers are on strike or they've got a training day or you know, what impact does that have on the home? And in addition to that, one of the things I wanted to bring up was the isolation sometimes. And because networking has changed because obviously it moved to Oh, we've lost Sonia for a minute. But she was in full flow, so... Yeah, um, I am just kind of going off of what Sonia was saying about yeah. networking and, and so on changing. I think that that's such a, a, a key point that Sonia was making, you know. There is so much isolation when people are working from home and networking doesn't look like it used to look, you know. It has changed so much and I think that Sonia is absolutely right, you know. People do need to have a voice. People do need to be able to you know share the challenges that they have because it does take more than one mind to find a solution sometimes mm -hmm. and actually if you are finding that you are having a challenge someone else will be having that same challenge and i think mm -hmm. that it's so so important oh you're back sonia um, hi. Uh, yeah. um it's so so important that people know where to go to share that voice to vo yeah. you know voice those challenges to have yeah. that connection that you were talking about jenny because ultimately that connection is is one of the biggest human drivers we have. You know, if you think mm. years and years, 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 years back, you know, that's how we survived. We literally stayed alive by being in a group, being connected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we weren't picked off by the, the predators because we were, you know, safe together. And I think that that fear, if you think about how our brain works and the old part of our brain, that fear is still there. So when people are working from home or are in a business where they aren't sure what to do or where to turn, that, that fear kicks in, that, prim, that kind of primitive brain says, oh, we are not safe, you know, this is not safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so voicing kind of concerns and sharing that experience on, on, even if it's online, is absolutely crucial, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and I think people are, are learning. Trust is such a huge thing as yeah. well, isn't it? Yeah. I think people are recognising that they are in trusting communities um, in that sense. So, sorry, Sonia, we're, we're going to... No, I was going to say, um, you know, building or paying in from that, it's about information. The information is out there, but it's navigating that information and learning that information because it... You know, you have different life cycles of your business. I'm, I'm going to be talking about women. And even if you're transitioning from one career to a different career, the information is there. But if you don't know how to navigate um, this minefield of information, and, you know, the one thing I always say, and I don't 
felt no one screaming at me. But the one thing I, I liked Trump for was when he started the thing around fake news. So what is, has made us become more discerning in the information that we um, are using to set up our businesses? And one of the things I found when I set up the network, it was the access. It wasn't that women, you know, here at that salon, women lack confidence and, you know, women this. No, what women lacked was access to good information that could help to drive their business and make their business sustainable and getting that information that, that is relevant and appropriate for them, not this one hat fits all um, sort of monologue that they like to give um, women in business, especially if they're just starting out. So, again... Sorry, go on. Is that Jenny? No, it's Jackie. I was going to say, I think, sort of slightly case in point, really, in, in the room with me now are two coaches. Mm. Different people, different backgrounds, different aims etc etc but people need to know how to how to get them don't they they need mm. you know not not everything as you say not it's not a one one catch-all situation with with so much of things and i know that um one of the things that obviously you're involved with is uh black black history month this month mm. Um, mm. what's your involvement in with that um well, sonia at the moment what are you doing thanks. Well, basically, we're just signposting at the moment. There's so many events on. Um, so we're just signposting and just raising awareness and showcasing um, best events. We've got, you know, Africa Fashion Awards. Um, what was the recently here? There's so much. I'd be breathless if I could. But all you have to do is type in Black History Month 2022 and um, the whole host. But what's interesting um, there was always this niggling thing about, oh, we don't need to celebrate Black History Month. No, no, no. That's, you know, for many years we heard that. So for me this year, it's amazing how many events have come up, have popped up, you know, and I think the online presence has made it a lot easier for people to share, different, whether it's grassroots, commercial, organisations. There's a real appetite for it. And... Um, so that's quite exciting. Um, so yeah, you know, and then you've got other things. The other things I wanted to talk about as well is uh, Mental Health Month, isn't it? And I go back again. Yes. Is it today? Today. I thought it was just memory fog. So the whole mental health thing. Um, should not be taken for granted and I mean there's a lot of information coming out but actually you know I was listening to um, a podcast and they said the whole stigma around acknowledging you've got mental health and I always say look it starts with feeling overwhelmed then you have this feeling of anxiety then it turns to stress from stress it turns to depression from depression then it might tip over, it would just take one little thing to tip it over to mental health. And you could do it on a scale of one to ten. How do you get support if you're not self-denial about this? Or if you keep saying, oh no, I'm just busy, I'm just busy, you know, that's how it is. And you're not looking after your diet, you're not doing your mindfulness, you're not praying, you're not doing the things that, you're not going for a walk, you're not drinking enough water. All of these things impact your performance um, and also your ability to keep going because you know as I, i'll share this with people obviously i i absolutely my body just totally shut down in the end because i just kept going 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 and i said do you know what i treat my car better than the way i treat my body 
that car gets its MOT, its service, it's insured, it's washed every day, you know, it's cleaned, it's fit for purpose. Me, oh, I'll get to, oh, should I go to the gym? No, I'll go next week. Oh, should I do this? Should I drink more water? Oh, yeah, tomorrow. You know, certain things that we do, and that impacts on our performance. And I think that's something, as women, we need to look into about when yeah. is too much, too much. And I think yeah. Jenny touched on that with um, what, 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 you know, what she was saying earlier as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot now, Sonia. Are you going to share yeah. with us what actually happened with you? and we will move on well it's going to come out anyway so basically um, stress um, and obviously that led to depression but you know you can mask it well and um, I ended up having Guillain Barr syndrome which meant I lost the use of my legs so at the moment I'm trying to learn to walk again um, so my body just said stop and the shock I mean it's such an emotional and psychological roller coaster, but I'm coming to terms with it. If I don't own it, I won't be able to get better. And I have to do, I'm doing something called my 30 day gratitude. And one of the things I've learned yeah. is that it allowed me to stop, it allowed me to assess what was important in my life, what did I want to do more of, and what did I want to do less of. It also allowed me to look at you know, the, the boundaries around things that I'd set in my life, which was impacting not only me personally, but the business. And so, um, for me, I think it's a journey, because, you know, we're relaunching the network, 7th of November, um, and so, you know, we want people to sign up on um, all the W's, nbwn.org, that's nbwn.org, and so we're relaunched, I'm so excited, it's fantastic, guy or a working company um, um cube squared digital oh they're doing such an amazing job and he's keeping me in check so i mean oh, i cannot say got a time. No, you know he's got to be strong you know he has to be so he'll be like so sonia and then you know when i use the quiet voice now sonia it's worrying, isn't it? <laughs> but it's really good it's really good it's getting my brain active again because yeah. I, I didn't realize how much i'd slow down so it's really nice so my new partner um, as I keep saying to my new boyfriend, because mostly men are on this set, is YouTube. How to, how to, because I keep saying, I'm not phoning him to ask him how to do this. YouTube, how to, how to. <laughs> so that's my new partner, I keep saying to everyone. But yeah, so we're doing that. It's going to be launching new online webinars and doing some podcasts. So it's really exciting, new offerings, new benefits, and just looking at the network for a new lens, rather than being through the busy, busy, busy lens, and it would have been another, a different website, I feel, if I was in my current state, or in the state I was before, but now I've had time to really think about it and process it, um, and move forward, so I'm quite excited! Well, what, what, I couldn't have got together a better like-minded trio of women, could I really? No, no you yeah. couldn't. I, I really, yeah. Sonia, I have to jump in there, because there is... Um, a real parallel between your story and mine mm -hmm. um, and I was talking share, about share, share. <laughs> well, I, I did talk briefly about my story before that um, you know I, I reached a point um, with my mental health where it impacted my physical health mm -hmm. um, and uh, um, we talked about this earlier you know the universe made me ill um, in my case, it was a physical illness. I, I got a bacterial infection in my spine, 
But oh, I really wow. believe that that happened to me because I was so low in in every sense, um, and mm. I, you know, I was I was struggling to get through the days um, on an emotional level. But you know, I, I ended up spending three months um, with doctors talking about me not being able to walk again, and mm. it was that time um, that allowed me to really tap into the power within mm. and, and re, um, redesign what my life was going to look like and you know looking back on it I'm really glad it happened and you know I, I um, wish you all the very best with your journey <laughs> but I, I think I hope that you will find as I have that you know this has happened for a good reason and that um, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create something better than you've ever had before. It is just amazing how these things, you know, sorry, just to, to jump in there, Sonia, it is amazing how these things happen, isn't it? And I think that it quite literally is the world saying, if you won't stop, I'm going to stop you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Then you, there, there is no more running, <laughs> stop mm. running, or masking, as you said earlier, mm. you know. Masking is something that we we learn from such a young age mm. through the language our grown-ups use around us and the then language we practice ourselves and, and what we think we should, more shoulding all over ourselves, you know, stop shoulding, yeah. everyone, and oh, um, what we should be able to do and, and, <laughs> and achieve. And I think that it is the masking that's the biggest danger for us as human beings because mm. actually the masking lasts as long as it's allowed to last and until the universe steps in and says right <laughs> hold on you know some people and and you know i'm i'm pretty guilty of it myself and, and have been in the past um fortunately i've i've managed to to not not be stopped externally as of yet <laughs> but but it really does kind of start to to creep in doesn't it and you can feel yourself as you were saying you know you can feel your energy change you can feel the impact on your mental health and I don't think people realise the connection between your mental health and your physical health. It is so important. Um, I, there's oh. a, I can't remember, please don't quote me on this, there was um, something that I read a little while ago that said <coughs> it was, um, was it like 10 minutes of anger or 20 minutes of anger actually lowers your immune system for over an hour or just yeah. over an hour. So the mm. emotional impact on mm. our physical health is 100% scientifically real. Yeah. You know, we can see it. We've, we've, you know, there have been studies on it. So if we are feeling those those big, difficult emotions a lot of the time, and we create that emotional home for ourselves where we keep going back there because it's what we practice. You know, we practice whatever we make progress with. Then we are going to start to see that impact massively. Yeah. And it's it's about little and often mm. it's about um shifting how you feel in the moment and in yeah. the moment and in the moment yeah. um and you know it's it's the the things that break that so rather than going into the anger what can you do to yeah. let it go what can you do to release it um, and learning those those you know micro moment skills that build up to making an impact on your day but yeah, su such important stuff. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sonia, to hear. You know. No, 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 no. I don't. No, I hate when people say that. I'm sorry. Because you know, there's good. 
you know, who's told you that we, you know, that, that myth that we're going to be happy all the time? Who, oh, you know, I, why do we believe? want to be happy all the time. <laughs> you know, it's, that's Hollywood. <laughs> that's Hollywood. No. So, um, or Holly Light, as we say. And um, the yeah. fact of the matter, what this demonstrated to me, because it's almost like going through a tunnel. So there's that shock, and then that's the disbelief. And for me, it was then like, hold on a minute. This, cut, this is not how I planned my life. This is, you know, I've got my 10-year strategy um, action plan. This is not what I planned. And what I realised, you then have to use that mask. What is the components of that mask? And for me, I learned, you know, we've got to look at ego. We've got to look at pride. We've got to look at vanity. Because when you're rolling on a high, you create this, like, I, I keep saying, this little bubble around yourself. So everything's around how you want it to be, because, and it's working for you up until the point, but at what cost is it working for you? And the interesting thing, I said, um, you know, I'd be in the office at home, jump in the car, my only drama would be to find somewhere to park. We've lost her again for a moment, so there's no <laughs> doubt she'll be back in, in a yeah. second. And, um, yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> and she's back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, so jump on the train, um, do my meetings, networking, back on the train, back in the car, and maybe stop in Tesco and home again. Then when we like, now that this has happened to me, I've got to use local taxi services, and uh, the local taxi service has only one left now. And so now I've got these relationships with all these taxi drivers, oh, and it's really interesting. And, you know, I've been in Tesco, I thought, let me try it on my own. And then I thought, oh my God. I mean, if I do it in the morning, like six o'clock, because I don't want anyone to see me, so I'll go about six o'clock. And there's a point where I just can't move. And the kindness of those staff, they'll just go, because they know me, they'll say, give us your list, just go sit down and we'll do that and we'll pack it and then you just come and pay when you're ready and then just call your cab. And you're like, oh my God, you're things like that. Trying to cross the road, then I have a panic attack and freeze. And then, you know, people come, you know, this, I mean, this um, Polish guy came and he said, are you okay? I went, just take me to the headfest so I can throw the cab. So, because we don't realise what it is but now you know my neighbors are here you know my friends from tennis um they oh they don't stop cooking and sending food down to my house my neighbor she's always cooking they drop me to the hospital i've got a great carer and what it's done for me is more grateful gratitude not for the big things anymore it's just the small things mm. The it's the small things. They all add up, don't they? Yeah, they all add up, Jackie. Mm, and I no. think that in business, sometimes we forget about the small things. And because we're always looking for that, is that we're even start, but what we should be doing is saying, you know, how do I reward the little things that got me to this place? And um, so there's a lot of gratitude. And I think that's helping me to heal. And it's taken away the anger. And I think that means I would be more calmer. I love that. I was just thinking, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking, 
sometimes in our darkest moments it really does allow us to see other people's light doesn't it as people mm -hmm. kind of stepping in and bringing you food and I, I just looking at Jenny yeah. kind of like my hand on my heart thinking oh my gosh like these people are just gorgeous aren't they yeah and we Especially. overlook that so often because we're busy being busy as you were saying earlier yeah. Sonia, you know mm -hmm. and whether it's in business or in our personal lives I think it's so nice sometimes to allow to like other people to shine for us yeah um, and be vulnerable and yeah you know it's interesting you say that because most of my friends around here my tennis people are all self-employed so they're all business women when you're on it and i remember one of them following me and she said someone cooking spaghetti bolognese so i'm coming to your house to collect you and eat at my house and i thought i'm not leaving my house to eat spaghetti bolognese and she went it's 11 minutes to get to your house so you better be ready well anyway got in the car and um she's got this lovely garden it's like a proper um what's the word um it's like a host you know where people entertain it's a proper entertaining area so we sat there and um, one of the other two of the other tennis people popped in and then she said, oh, yeah, here's all the food I've got for you. So she had about six containers of different things because she's been around. And um, I just said, I'm so glad. Who would think a bowl of spaghetti bolognese would bring so much joy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. listen, you've just touched on something else as well, is is the different nationalities all pulling together. Oh, oh yeah. There's no restrictions, yeah. is there? Yeah, because uh, on a Wednesday it's normally Lisa's turn because her son does karate. So she drops him off and then she comes to me and she, she's from Russia. So I get all these different versions of soups and everything because she loves soups. <laughs> and then um, obviously got the Iran and then my neighbour's from um, Guyana. So she brings over food as well. And then you've got Julie who's English so she'll pop something over. And interestingly enough, I'll, I'll digress, but we were talking and she, she goes to a traditional butcher's. And I always said... You know, when you watch Come Down With Me, I always wonder, where is a traditional butcher? Because I haven't seen one for years. So she said, oh, no, she's got a traditional one. She's got a new one now. And she said, it's, it's an Irish-run butcher. And so you, let's say you buy chicken. But he also seasons it so you can get it in jerk, you can get it in garlic, you can get it in all these different seasonings. Because he's catering for the younger people who don't know how to cook. So all they have to do is put it in the oven. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was so clever. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that's, again, thinking about not being stuck in the moment, but actually thinking outside. How do I attract this new generation? Because it's probably as traditional customers are either dying um, or ill or got some mobility issues. You've, you've got to attract the next generation. Well, plus the fact there's a, there's a tremendous market out there for... Um, alternative, isn't there? So you've got ve mm. vegan, vegetarian, oh, yeah, vegan and, stuff, yeah. and all the rest of it. So he's he's working his way around that one, isn't he? Come to Beckenham, mm. and you've got we've got proper you know proper butchers. Well, yes, interested. indeed, we have. We have, yeah. and even it's in Penge, two doors up from where we are now, there's <gasps> great butchers there as well. But um, well, because uh, you know, but it's interesting all these little traditional businesses. Yes. Uh, being a royalty, but it's interesting. Even now, when they're gentrified, you've got areas now that do little shops, mini shopping areas. Yeah. And in the high street, I've noticed there's more food. So you've got the Afghanistan restaurant. You've yeah. got. Um, I think they will come around to you, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> 
It sounds like yeah, you're having a way of a time with variety of food. When can we come? Well, the one that makes me laugh is the Punjabi restaurants. So they, they now do the because now they all do takeaway, don't they? So um, yeah. I'll phone and I'll say, Oh, it's Sonia, and they go, You're hungry, aren't you? I say, Yes, just send me the normal <laughs> And then they'll come, and you just build this. It's, I think when we go back to what um, I think what General Sam was saying about community. Mm. that's how you build community yeah. because it's, you can never beat word of mouth mm. and you can never be that feeling of, of being respected as a customer and getting that customer service that you feel wants you being part of their fan club or their cheerleaders whether it's online or offline yeah no, it's, it's true. And, and community, I think more and more, whatever you read these days, that word community is coming back all the time, isn't mm. it? And yeah. it's a bit, I mean, Sam, you're building communities with your parents and your children, and you, Jenny, as well, with, with your retreats and your client base and everything. And yeah. so much is about community and working together and being tolerant of each other and appreciating each other, I think. It's not, uh, um, yeah. Um, Jackie, what I feel is that although we, if you listen to the narrative, you know, it's all doom and gloom, cost of living and all of this, but actually there is a, an opportunity to try. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll get cancelled, don't or else I'll get cancelled. On a serious note, it's interesting because it's an opportunity, if you don't listen to the narrative, as you say, the communities come together and they create things. I mean, I know around here they've started a walking club. The mothers, after they drop the children to school, they do a little walking club. That's what I was earlier, yeah. 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 And all little things like that where we would probably never would have done that before. And what's also, what always amuses me, and the world is right, is when um, the children are outside playing and you just you learn to say, let them be children and let them be young. And what do they do? They bring out that child in you again when you smile and you just watch them and you've got all your little favourites and you just think, you know, what is the future going to look like for them? What's the, what businesses are we going to create that, that, that will be sustainable for them? Are they going to be employees or are we going to give them the tools and the, the necessary encouragement and confidence to be the next generation of entrepreneurs? Um, and... You know, there's a one little girl I keep calling her Pinky. She's got a pink bike, pink helmet, pink pads, everything, and she's always chasing the boys. So the boys will be at one end of the close, and she's been right at the other end, and she doesn't give up. And um, the old princess, and she looks there as well. I said, Princess, did you see her? She goes, Yeah, she goes, but she doesn't give up, does she? I went, No. But I finally saw her mother one day, and I said, She goes, Oh, she's like that. And I said, Whatever you do, do not take that, not that spirit out of her. Do not, because she would be such a formidable woman yeah. if you keep her like that. And so she's, and then a princess will say, because she's always lived here, and she said, So, you know, I always remember when I was younger, I used to go, Oh my God, isn't she beautiful? She's a princess, she's a princess. Then she goes, When she was a teenager, I'd throw up the office door, I'd be like, You better be going to school, and you better not be sneaking off to see your boyfriends or anything like that. So when I went to be so she said, You don't remember me, do you? Because no, she goes, she's an adult now she's 24 and she goes oh i'm a princess so i said 
I've been issues and just the just to let you know, I'm now a management consultant. So I did go to school and do my exam. <laughs> Brilliant. It just goes to show, doesn't it? Um, Sonia, I'm just conscious of time. Yeah. And I want everybody to have the opportunity to make sure everyone has got contact That's details. Um, so thank you so much. How, how are people, if people are interested in what you've been saying, can they get hold of you? Yeah, so on Twitter, it's at Sonia Talks, Sonia, S-O-N-A Talks, and Instagram, Sonia Talks, and um, as I said, the all the W's, nbwm.org, so that's National Black Women's Network.org, nbwm.org. So, um, yeah, just click in and then hopefully we will be we will be talking. Excellent, excellent. And as I mentioned before, um, I don't know whether you've been able to catch it, we will be a podcast by the end of the week. Uh, oh, or at the end of the week. So um, people will be able to catch up if, um, or to remind themselves on what Jenny, Sam and yourself have been saying today, um, which is, is really, really been extremely valuable, I think, what all of you have said. Um, and we will speak again, Sonia. Thank you. And lovely to share the platform with you, ladies. So I'm Jenny. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Sonia. And we will be talking. We will connect offline. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes, All right, Have a great day. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. Bye. So, also, we need to make sure that people have got your contact details as well. So, Jenny, would you like to repeat where how people can get hold of you? Yes. Um, so, I'm, I'm Jenny Hallam. Um, .co.uk Jenny with an I Jenny with .co.uk and yeah just Jenny Hallam on, on all the socials um, but best of all I'd like you to give me a call excellent <laughs> great party I like that most of all give me a call yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Jenny Sam how about you um, you can find us or me at SPD tuition and coaching um, on all of the socials and I do love to talk as you can probably tell from the chats today so Good. I'm always happy to receive your calls um, you can slide into my DMs on Instagram or Facebook give me a message um, or if you go to the website you can drop me an email um, if you can't catch me on the, the phone please do leave a message um, I always do get back to everyone as soon as I can um, but if you are kind of between jobs and being busy being busy which seems to be something everyone spoke about today um then yes i am happy to get an email or what have you and, and yes. organize our call yes I'd, I'd say that too you know if, if, if you want to arrange a call with me then uh, yeah. you can do that through the website you can email you can dm me so many yeah. ports of call right now i know, you know but it's it's all so many ways to get if you think that i need you to get hold of you guys urgently i did an email i did a um, Facebook message and I did a WhatsApp because oh, yes. you never you don't know no, no, which one's going to hit. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, and thank you again, Sonia, for being a wonderful guest, and also Jenny and Sam. Thank you. Perhaps thank we could do this again that. sometime. Love yes. to, love to. Twelve thirty TWC Business Beat Radio Mondays two till four PM UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes for and from business women on all the socials. www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio.